Yeah, all right. You want to give me the usual uh, countdown? Yeah, are you ready? Yeah. week's episode of the Top 5 Report, the podcast that hopes for that trink ray to be invented so we can take a vacation in Candor. My name is Drew. I'll be your host for the evening. Along with me, as always, is my brother, Peter. Hey, everyone. Um, so we are, it is, at the moment of this recording, April 23rd. We are days away from Endgame. And uh, the reason I say that is because the next episode I plan on being very spoiler heavy because I feel like the people who actually care to see this movie are going to see it immediately. And uh, I found out right before we hit the record button that Peter here um, isn't sure if he's going to see it right away. So I don't know what I'm going to do about my review. Uh, Peter, what's that about? <laughs> so it's it's mostly like a combination of just theaters being sold out and stuff and then also just... Uh, with the new baby, just not knowing when I'll actually. No, I completely, to, yeah. I completely understand that. It just made me laugh, and I'm like, "Ooh, I'm gonna throw you under the bus real quick." Right on. Um, but you said uh, you made a weird comment right before we started this. Yeah. You don't care about spoilers for this movie. I yeah. I'm just, just curious what that means. So. I don't know. I feel like there's a, a bunch of theories on how it's gonna play out, and I just feel I'm worried that I've already kind of heard like too how much. It's end. Yeah. Well, I feel like based on the trailers, like this is definitely a spoiler, but we know that they're they have matching like quantum realm suits, and I just know it's gonna be like something com- convoluted with the quantum realm that makes them defeat Thanos, and because I know that, I'm just not as excited about it like and there's you know, not as much mystery and i'm, and I'm glad be- because you just said that i'm yeah. kind of glad that this episode will drop after <laughs> the movie releases <laughs> for sure and i i could be completely wrong no but... and well and that's the that's the thing is like there's theories that we have that i've thought about myself that i hope i'm wrong about i have a game of thrones thought in my head that i haven't wanted to release i kind of want to put on the air because if i call it then oh my gosh i called it if i yeah. didn't you know, yeah. I mean, I, I, I honestly hope I'm wrong. <laughs> I've said before I can walk out of the room if you want to say that theory, just to get yeah. it out there, and I'll walk um, back in. But um, what was I gonna say? No, just like I've said before, how Infinity War didn't get me as excited as other previous Marvel movies, like uh, Civil War, like the first Avengers movies. Like I think there's certain other MCU, sure. MCU movies that got me more interested in the story, and uh, Civil War or not. Infinity War, just like, it didn't have that same feel for me, and I don't know if it was too long or, like, whatever, but, yeah, I don't know. It's... Well, so, I, I think the Endgame thing right now for me is really interesting. So, yeah. we are days away from Endgame. My excitement is starting to build again, but for a little while there, my excitement was, like, almost at the point of, I don't care. Mm-hmm. Like, I had my tick. I was, like painstakingly trying to get my ticket in my hand. I have my ticket, and then I was like... And then things happened, like Star Wars Celebration, which completely re-energized, like, again, I've never been... My fandom (laughs) for Star Wars has never waned, but it completely re-energized me. And then uh, Game of Thrones started, and the only thing I cared about over the past couple weeks here has been Game of Thrones and Star Wars. <laughs> yeah. And then someone's like, oh, Endgame's coming. I'm like, yeah, who cares about Endgame? <laughs> you know? But now we're a couple days away, and now I'm starting to, like, the excitement for me is starting to build. And I do know because the premiere happened uh, last night, and the Rotten Tomatoes reviews and all that stuff is going to hit, I officially can no longer look at the internet for the next couple days, <laughs> and I'm going to have to wait until I see the movie. Um, I see my see the movie on Sunday the 28th, because uh, that was the show I was able to get a ticket for. Um, so I'll, you know, like I said, if you don't see it by Monday, you don't care. But that doesn't fall in your camera. <laughs> I'm, I'm so doing just, my best. But no, I just thought it was funny. That's just <laughs> that's how the general public seems to play it, you know. So um, anyway, enough about uh, that. 
Uh, you wanna have you watching anything, reading anything? Um, I've rewatched a couple things. Um, I rewatched uh, Solo the other day, and that was awesome. Like, I still think that movie's super enjoyable and really fun. Um, and then it's funny that you mentioned Star Wars. I'll come back to that when I talk okay. about I've been watching. Awesome. So. The other movie I rewatched, which I haven't watched for years, was uh, Monty Python and the Holy Grail. Yeah, I saw that it right hit now, Netflix. And... I've been meaning to actually watch yeah. through that. So. I was like cracking up, and some of it was like me like ironically cracking up at how funny I thought that movie was in like fourth grade or you know whenever I first saw it but also some of the parts I think definitely hold up and they're just like genuinely silly and hilarious um I wanted to ask you because you have a son who's like the perfect age to watch this movie I cannot and I haven't even tried putting it on for him but he hit but I tried getting him to watch it I'm like dude you gotta watch this movie and he's like I don't care okay because I could see Maybe he needs to walk in like halfway through it at the right part, but I right. fe- I could really see him getting a kick out of it. One so. of my favorite scenes in the movie that doesn't get enough credit is when he asks this peasant woman who lives in the castle, and it's not a peasant woman, it's a guy, because he like mistook it, and then they get to this giant conversation about government styles. Yeah, <laughs> Styles yeah. of government, and it's such a funny sequence. But I just feel like that's a very underrated moment in the movie. (laughs) Well, for sure, because that's one of the things as an adult watching the movie, I noticed a lot of little things like that that I wasn't necessarily in tune with when I was a kid and I watched that movie. Like uh, the part with the guy like ringing the bell or whatever and pulling the cart of dead people yelling, you know, like, bring out your dead. Mm -hmm. I didn't realize that that's like literally probably happened during like the black plague yeah, that's and, exactly, yeah. <laughs> and then uh there's another part um oh like just even like the monks walking around chanting and hitting themselves in the head with a board like that's probably literally a parody of like monks that had like yeah. uh self masochism as part of their religion <laughs> and i didn't pick up on that stuff so as a kid had, but it's great i had read that that movie was basically written as a bunch of sketches Oh yeah, that the whole totally point was sense. a bunch of sketches, and then, and they were gonna do them. So for the Monty Python Flying Circus, which was basically a sketch show, they were creating these medieval times sketches for that. And then mm-hmm. someone said, "Yeah, but you could create a common thread and create a one <laughs> yeah. cohesive movie with it." And then that's how it was, you know, came to be. So, <laughs> right on. Um, I would, I thought that was really interesting. Um, did you watch anything else, or? Oh, no? that's about it. Okay, yeah. a couple old stuff. Um, so I watched, uh, first off, Star Wars has completely re-energized me because of Star Wars Celebration. Uh, at Star Wars Celebration, it was the 20th anniversary of Episode One. so I sat down on my couch and watched Episode One. Absolutely fantastic. I forgot how much I, like, look, I, when I watch Episode One, it's not, it's not a movie that I pop in to just watch when I think Star Wars. It's a movie that I will catch when it, like, airs on television and I'll catch bits and pieces here, but I haven't sat down and watched it, like, beginning yeah. to end in a little while so i sat down i yeah, watched it absolutely amazing i forgot how much i really enjoyed that movie in the franchise because when i go to watch star wars i always grab bits and pieces here i don't think to myself "Ooh, let's watch episode one today <laughs> yeah so i did that and then i woke up the other morning and i was the only one up and the house was quiet and i'm like i'm gonna watch episode two nice Watched episode two fantastic <laughs> and then i was like hmm i think i'll restart the clone wars so I'm now watching, so like, I'm watching everything in like full chronological order. Yeah. Which is interesting. I always wanted to do this, by Which, the way. and I'm actually kind of hoping I get all the way through it all by December when the new movie comes out. Oh yeah, that'd, that'd um, be awesome. Which, which would be really cool. But what's interesting about The Clone Wars, and first off, that's a phenomenal piece of uh, Star Wars, part of the Fran- Star Wars franchise, but they weren't aired in chronological order. There were episodes like they were, for the most part they were, but there were episodes that were like, hey, we meant to tell this story back here and they oh yeah okay put it together and aired it at a later date. So I went on StarWars.com, found the chronological list, and now I'm bouncing through the episodes in the actual <laughs> oh, proper nice. order. Okay. It's, it's a, but, so until the Disney app releases, it is not anywhere digitally that I can stream. I have to do it with the DVDs and Blu-rays and take the discs in and out of the player so there's a lot of work but the short distance that i've gone with it the payoff is amazing oh nice like i'm not very far but the payoff has been fantastic in terms of the storytelling so okay i'm really looking forward to 
piecing the rest of that together. That's pretty awesome. Um, and then I also watched uh, The Kid Who Would Be King. How was that? Um, so if you don't know what this movie is, it's basically like a modern day King Arthur story. It's modern <laughs> We've day. Got a theme going. Sword in the Stone. Yeah, right. Um, it's actually really cool. It's funny, but it's very standard Arthur Arthurian um, legend. Um, how how the sword is modern day. How like why the kid gets the sword like. Because it's not necessarily a lineage. The sword cho- chooses the next king. Okay. You know, it's. I mean, it starts with a lineage. You actually get a really cool history of King Arthur at the beginning of the movie. Yeah. And then eventually the kid finds the sword and it goes from there. Nice. And then something I thought was really brilliant was the kids have to fight the creatures or the, like, you know, the army of Morgana's army. But the adults don't exist. So every time the creatures are out... That they have to battle. Yeah. The adults just disappear. So they don't... I don't know if I understand what you're saying right now. You'd have to see see the movie. Like, there's a part... And they actually say the adults can't see this. The adults can't see it. Yeah. So the adults just aren't there. They just disappear. So there's a scene where they're, like, racing through the streets, and all the cars on the street are empty. And then, you know... So is the movie... Is it technically all in their imagination no. or is it really happening? well in, in a way you could say that it's all in their imagination but it's all really happening okay and that's what and that was just a really unique here's the thing it's really hard to put that into words mm-hmm. and i'm willing to bet when they pitched <laughs> the movie they had a very difficult time of putting that into the words yeah but when you see it it all makes sense I will recommend the movie it is not a rush to see but i do recommend the movie it was a lot okay of fun, so. awesome Anyway, um, you want to go into news? Yeah. Okay. Sounds good. Because of Endgame coming out, there's like no news. I had to really scour the internet for news because <laughs> all it was is Endgame, 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 yeah. Endgame, Endgame. And it was like premiere. This person went to this. Natalie Portman's on the red carpet. This person did that. Like, it was crazy. And I'm it's like, either that or this is... It's right. either that or Game of Thrones spoilers. Absolutely. <laughs> I've been like trying to shy away from news because I'm still trying to catch up on Game of Thrones. If it's not... I've checked a couple websites and already seen some like spoilers coming up. Yeah, so. and if it's not Game of Thrones spoilers, it's Endgame. And it's yeah. just like there's like hardly any news to sift through right now. And I was like, well, maybe I'll go and look at like NASA and see if anything cool's happened. And I'm, <laughs> you know, I'm like trying to find stories. Um, but I found some things that we should talk about. Um, first off... Uh, most of this is DC news, which is kind of nice to have because once Endgame hits, we're actually going to be getting some Marvel news coming mm-hmm. down the pipes. So, uh, And DC's got a lot of stuff happening right now. So we'll get to the DC stuff in just a second. Uh, what I'm going to say is uh, let's talk about the Disney park real quick, uh, the Star Wars park at Disney. Mm-hmm. Um, it opens in May in Anaheim, and then it opens again later in August in Orlando. Um they are saying that the lines, uh, that this is something I think is really interesting. You've never been to Disney, right? No. Okay. So they have no differently than if you were going to go to any theme park, they have like a fast pass line where you can pay mm-hmm. for the fast pass and kind of skirt ahead. They've removed, they did a analytics test on the line weights for Star Wars based on the traffic people that are expected for when the park opens. Mm-hmm. They're saying that if you have a fast pass, your fast pass wait is going to be three to five hours. <laughs> and your non fast pass wait will be eight to nine hours for one ride. Great. That's insane. <laughs> so, what they did was, is they did in the analytics study, they took the fast pass out of the equation mm-hmm. and just one line, it's a three to five hour wait, period. So there is no fast pass at the Star Wars park, which I thought was interesting. But how do they know it's only going to be a three to five hour wait? Like, I don't know how the analytics work. <laughs> okay. I don't do that study. Fair I just enough. saw it and was like, oh, that's interesting. Okay, so no fast passes. You know, that's kind of cool. It's not. It's something else you don't have to buy because this part, it's going to cost us so much money yeah. going to this to begin with. Um, to attend the Star Wars park from May 31st to June 23rd, you have to get a reservation for the park. You cannot enter the park without a reservation. The reservation doesn't cost any money. It's free. But reservations go up May 2nd. 
uh, the Star Wars hotels for both that's not the Star Wars hotels all hotels around the Disney parks for the weekends that they're opening are completely booked solid. Oh, I believe it. Hundred percent booked that you cannot get in. Um, so good luck to anyone going. Um, based on the things that I've heard about what's expected in the park for like the first two years in terms of foot traffic. I'm pro. I, I want to go so badly, but I'm probably not going for at least two more years because I gotta like, we gotta let some of this die down. Like, oh it's yeah, just definitely, in, absolutely insane. Um, Plus, it's just like imagining going there and having to wait three to five hours per ride. Like, <laughs> that's like you'll do two rides in a day. <laughs> like, that is insane. You know? I know. And then what else did you get to do? Mm-hmm. You know, that's, I mean, it's absolutely nuts. Yeah. Um. So. The uh, the other thing that makes me really interested is they have a droid builder or build-a-droid factory at the park. This is basically a Build-A-Bear. Okay. But it's a droid. Yeah. A remote control droid, so you can go and build your own, like, R2 unit. And it's remote control, and it interacts with the park. So how many people are going to buy this droid? Pfft. I'm guessing tops 250 to $300 a piece. <laughs> and it runs on double A batteries. Where are you going to get those? Up at Disney. Yeah. 50 bucks a piece in my head. I'm just joking. I don't know if that's the price <laughs> okay. of the batteries. But I'm willing to bet that droid is like 200 bucks easy. Yikes. Um, but imagine this. If those droids interact with the park, you're going to have the foot traffic of the people and then everyone driving around their remote control droids like all over the park. Oh, like, man. holy cow. Like I, it's, like I'm excited for the park. Like I genuinely think it sounds awesome, but all these like newer details are just making me sound feel like it sounds like a nightmare to be honest. Right, and I'll be honest, and, and I totally and like agree. in right. the Thor in the Florida heat and everything. Like, I am very very excited for this. I've been wanting this for a really long time since they announced it years ago, and now that we're the closer we get, the more I hear. I'm just like, well, I guess I won't be going anytime soon because yeah. right now it sounds like a nightmare. Um, and then we've, we've talked about the fantasy was always, uh, you know, just get a drink at the cantina. And, like, there's all these other things that they're bringing in that sound What's even more amazing. What's the long way to get a drink at the cantina? <laughs> well, I was going to say getting a drink at the cantina might be, like, what you have to do because everything else is too crowded. But we'll see how it goes. Yeah, right. Um, anyway, I just – I felt like I needed to bring that up because news for the Star Wars park has been coming. Now, when I was at Star Wars Celebration, I did get to see some stuff. Oh, yeah? You know, I, I got this, like, in the side of the layout of the, layout of the park, they had, like, a cockpit for one of the rides. You could actually sit in and, you know, that kind of stuff. So, I mean, you got to see, like, planned stuff, but cool. they got, it's going to be some, it's going to be a crazy trip to Disney if you get a chance to go. So, yeah. Um, all right, let's talk some uh, DC news real quick. So, Swamp Thing trailer hit. Yeah. Yeah, what do you think? Uh, I thought it looked pretty awesome. <laughs> like, it's really short. You don't see much. But So uh, if you go on your IMDb or if you go on YouTube and look up the Swamp Thing trailer, uh, believe me, there is no spoilers in this trailer. It's mm. a swamp, and then Swamp Thing stands up, yeah. and then it cuts, and it shows you the title. Like, there's nothing. If, swamp if, Thing looks good. Oh, yeah. He looks like Swamp Thing. If anything, like, the... Uh, tone of it felt very like old school horror like the way you were going through the swamp at first and it's kind of at night and it's misty it almost reminded me of like an old uh like the old intro to the hbo tales from the crypt show oh, like that kind right, of thing. right but that's also me reading it a lot into this very short clip they showed so the tone of the show i don't know if, if that will match that or i'm just reading into things but it was enough to get me excited like sure. i think this show should be awesome so. sure um, well, uh, in the term of uh, the DC app, since that's where something's going to be, uh, Titans on the DC app, um, Ian Glenn, who plays uh, Jorah Mormont in Game of Thrones, is going to be Batman on Titans. Yes. Have they phrased it Batman or Bruce Wayne? Or uh, Well, they did say Bruce Wayne, but mm-hmm. they're one and the same. <laughs> um, that's true. When, you, uh, when we got to the finale of Titans this past year, uh, we got to see Batman but it wasn't um, – you didn't get, like, the best glimpse of his face. So you just couldn't see who oh, yeah. was behind the cowl. Um, so for officially it'll be uh, Ian Glenn, which that's cool. Um, I'm down with that. It's going to mean it's going to be an older Batman, which is fine. Uh, Robin's definitely grown up, so to have an older Batman makes sense. Um, 
Uh, I, any thoughts on this? Um, yeah, I mean, I think I can really picture him as Bruce Wayne. He definitely seems like he... I mean, from what I've seen him in, which is mostly just Game of Thrones, he has like... That's where I, that's where I know him I from, can picture so. him have that having that sort of uh, classically trained uh, gentleman sort of, uh, you know, ambiance to him. Yeah. And so that's like, I can really see him as Bruce Wayne. I don't know if he fights in later seasons of Game of Thrones. I don't know if I've seen him do any like action stuff in anything, so I don't know how I can imagine him sure. behind the suit. And you have a weird look on your face. I have face a weird look on my face because like, I was about to say something, but you are so behind on Game of Thrones that I didn't I'm, want to say anything. I'm not so. that worried about spoilers. It's, I've heard a lot of spoilers for that show. But. You don't get to see him... Well, you do get to see him fight, mm-hmm. but it's medieval. It's swords and shields yeah. and stuff. It's not Batman but but fighting. I'm But I still want to see... like just how agile he is and True. stuff like that. However, yeah. a lot of times when it's ba- when you do Batman stunt stuff, it's a stunt guy in a suit and you're using the real actor as the close-up. That's so, true. So, you know. Um, all right, so Birds of Prey is done filming. <laughs> so I hear. That, or so I read off this that, whiteboard uh, right now. <laughs> that completely blew my mind. I thought we were still in, like... I mean, yeah, we saw test photos and we saw, like, some set photos, but I thought we were, like, still close to pre-production the way, like, they right. were showing stuff. I did not know we were this far in. So Birds of Prey is done, ready mm-hmm. to go. It's in the editing room right now, which, that's awesome. Like, But I don't think it comes out till next year. So, I mean... We'll edit and do all the special effects stuff, but... It makes me wonder how much of it is going to be special effects based and uh, how much of it is really just like, kind of just like ground, like city groundwork, like whatever, just people fighting in the streets and stuff like that, so... Um, Okay, and uh, yeah, I didn't have much to say about that. I just thought it was interesting. The Birds of Prey is done. (laughs) Uh, So... Gotham is coming to a close. The final two episodes. Did you watch any Got? Are you watching um, Gotham? I watched like part of the first season, and I kind of got bored and left it, <laughs> left it oh, there. So it's okay. I've this is the bias Batman fan in me that has to see everything Batman. So I have hung on to the show. Even all television shows minus Game of Thrones have their ups and downs, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, where like you'll have a down season that's not the greatest, and that's where the show kind of loses viewers. Gotham through all of the ups and downs I've stuck with it mm-hmm. and I've I've kept telling myself this is its own thing just deal with it what bugs me about the show is that they're coming to a close they've shown us that we're going to actually get to see Batman at the end but that's when I'm going to go wait don't end I want the Batman show it's Smallville all over again really right I they mean. got they, they basically <laughs> did a they basically did the Smallville treatment with it and you're going to get all the way to the end and I'm going to want the Batman show and I'm not going to get it so um the imagery is great, like the the image that they you get to see of Batman and like the trailer and like all the characters are like starting to look like them. Penguin's yeah. finally gonna get the top hat, Riddler oh, will nice. finally get the question marks on his jacket. Like it's they've they've gotten ever like they've gotten all the pieces to where they need to be. Right. So, um so yeah, I just I have the I have the penultimate episode sitting on the D V R waiting. I was planning on watching that and the finale back to back. Because no one I really know watches Gotham the way I do, so I know I'm not going to get spoilers from anyone as long as I <laughs> as long as I avoid the internet. Nice. So um, most of my friends don't watch it, so that's okay. I won't have. To I didn't know it. if it was one of those things where you're not going to watch the last episode just so to you the show never ended or. Oh something no, like I'm that. not like that. I I need <laughs> to see it. Like the, the the clip from the final episode is cool enough for me to go. Yeah, I kind of need to see how this closes out. So I'm not gonna. Not watch it, but <laughs> I just want to watch them back to back. So, um, and uh, finally, we need to talk Suicide Squad. Do we? Yeah, only because there seems to be a lot of like rumors and weirdness going on with the sequel film. Okay, is it a sequel is it a reboot? Yeah. Um, so this is gonna be okay. So just to throw a tangent in there, I remember when Justice League was filming. Everybody was talking about how it was going to be either two movies or it was going to be a trilogy, and that was, like, never actually announced. It <laughs> Just people assumed it and, like, right. ran with it. And I don't know. I feel like you're going to be covering a lot of stuff like that right now. This is this is more of a what's rumor, what's fact, what do we know? Yeah. Like, with Justice League, it was, like, we've heard that it was supposed to be multiple films. There was never any announcement that it was supposed to be multiple films. And then mm-hmm. now that Zack Snyder, the Zack Snyder stuff happens... Yeah. And finding out that there's an actual, like, Zack Snyder cut of the film and all that stuff. Well, I know it's been, it's basically been confirmed that there was originally going to be a trilogy, but 
it was just funny looking back on it back in the day when that was never announced. It's just people on the internet right. just ran with like the fact that it was going to be a trilogy, and right. it's just kind of funny. Yeah, and then um, I just read the other day. The, today, when I was having lunch, I was uh, poking through Twitter, and I discovered saw that apparently this there was a massive outcry on the internet that for DC to release the Snyder Cut in the in the wake of the Endgame premiere. They're like, nope, you have to do it, and like people just swarm to DC, release the Snyder really? Cut, like just on Twitter or something. I don't or... know where it okay. was. I just saw the tweet, and I was like, oh, holy cow! Like, <laughs> it, like we're really taking the storm to DC, I guess. So there's like a big. Uh, I will agree. Please release the Snyder Cut. But. There's like a huge group of people on Twitter that like exist just to advo- advocate for the Snyder Cut, and I follow a lot of them, and it's usually pretty interesting. But yeah, it's just uh, I don't. I could definitely see people rallying. <laughs> up and yeah right um <laughs> still pushing for well, it anyway so out of curiosity what do you know about suicide squad the seek this potential sequel so, slash reboot whatever it is what do you know so we can kind of i just i figured this would be a cool talking point like what can we like can we extrapolate out of this can we figure out what's rumor what's fact like i know it is written it is written and directed by james, james gunn. gunn that is a fact we know yeah. that for sure um I know Idris Elba is going to be in the movie. Yes. Now, he was originally rumored to play replace Will Smith as Deadshot. Yeah. Well, okay, so when they announced... We know... Fact. Idris Elba's in the movie. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but... So they announced that Will Smith was not returning to play Deadshot. And then it was announced that Idris Elba was going to play Deadshot. And I was like, oh, well, that's kind of dumb. Yeah. Because we, we want the continuity, right, with our actors. But then again, if Will Smith wanted to be out, I wasn't too worried about it. But then I read but then I read that Idris Elba is not playing Deadshot. They're just not using Deadshot in the movie. Yeah. And you go, well, why would you do that? Well, Deadshot doesn't have to be in every Suicide Squad mission. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? If they keep all the prisoners in the same prison... And they're like, and they pick prisoners for their skill sets for different missions. Deadshot might not have been needed for this new one. I don't know. Um, but the fact that Idris Elba might not be playing Deadshot now says to me, okay, so Will Smith technically could come back later. I don't know. Maybe he had Disney complications. Okay. Do you know what I yeah. mean? With Aladdin coming up. So Idris Elba's in the movie. Um, Jai Courtney, who played Captain Boomerang, says he's back. Okay. Yeah, I remember. I assume it's the that. actors saying they're back. It's pretty good. It's a <laughs> it's a fact that they're coming. I'm pretty sure we're, that's a pretty solid. If the actors saying, "Hey, I'm coming back," um, as opposed to, "I'd like to come back." Um, is Margot Robbie in the movie as Harley Quinn? That is yet to be heard. Um, I would think she would be. Yeah. But if you look at the last Suicide Squad movie, it seems like she got out. Like she, yeah. like she got like broken out by the Joker. So, um, is she going to be in the movie? I don't know. Is the Joker going to be in the movie? I don't know. And I think um, I feel like you might be right about her getting out because, especially with the Birds of Prey and the fantabulous emancipation of Harley, Harley Quinn, Quinn, like she might be. Those I feel movies, like that those two going, movies, Birds of Prey and the new Suicide Squad film, may very well be heavily connected to each other. That's true. I just, I guess I just thought, like, I figured she's like off on her own way doing her own thing and Suicide Squad is still going to be other criminals still locked up, still yeah, doing DC, the, something different. DC so. says they're doing one-off films, but these movies could be very heavily connected to each other. So Who, I don't do really know. Do you know who's like directing uh or birds of prey i can't remember Uh, or it's kathy yan i think Um, so i wonder maybe how about this entertain the people while i look this up real quick so my curiosity was whether or not um uh james gunn and uh kathy yan i think it is or kathy yan if they have a uh, working relationship or not or you you said birds of prey right yeah yeah so i was just wondering if they've ever worked together or they're like if it seems likely that they would do connected films that way in some somehow, but that's just something I'm using at off the no, top of my you. head. I hear you. Uh, Kathy Yan is the director. Um, what's really cool is the writers, uh, Chuck Dixon, comic book writer Chuck Dixon, has uh, helped write this. Um, and the only reason I say that is because uh, he wrote Birds of Prey. Like on the comic level, and so did Jordan B. Uh, Gorfinkel, who is also a writer. Nice. Uh, so that's cool that they're actually pulling real writers. Yeah. And that's that's a huge one. 
Um, yeah, and, and and as far as Birds of Prey goes, I mean, Ewan McGregor, Mary Elizabeth Weinstead, uh, Margot Robbie, um, you know, Rosie Perez. They have, I mean, Birds of Prey is good to go. Let's see what Suicide Squad says. Mm-hmm. Was there uh, was there a specific um, aspect of Suicide Squad that you think people need to? stop saying is true or no i just thought i'd bring it i just thought i'd bring this up because there seems to be so much there seems to be a lot of rumors and misinformation regarding this movie right that i and we talk about we talk about dc comics and we talk about the comic book movies marvel and dc enough in our news segments because big stories drop and you're like oh my gosh this is happening holy cow what does this mean yeah so we might as well but with suicide squad i'm like what is actually happening oh that's the other thing all right so here you go uh, Margot Robbie rumored. <laughs> yeah. Um, this is this is this comes from imdb.com. Uh, Margot Robbie rumored to be back. Idris Elba for sure. Jared Leto rumored. John Cena rumored. I don't know who John Cena would play, but I heard King Sharks in the movie. Why don't we make John Cena play? But that's King also Shark? rumored, right? Rumored. Uh, Viola Davis is coming back as Amanda Waller. That's a thing. That's great. Uh, Jai Courtney coming back. And that's it. That's the only cast we got. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah, John John Cena, that's that's really random. I do think that uh Well, I think it now that I remember seeing that, it was funny because sorry to interrupt you, but I saw the John Cena thing and that's what made me put it on the whiteboard. We need we should <laughs> talk about this. So yeah. go ahead. Oh no, I think I would be surprised if James Gunn doesn't include King Shark in the movie. Um I remember when the first Guardians of the Galaxy came out and the uh prison sequence when there's the big prison fight and they break out and uh there's this one shot of the movie that this it's this rotating shot around uh Groot and Rocket's up on Groot's shoulders and Rocket is shooting everybody with this gun that he has and at the time James Gunn said that was the best thing he ever shot and he seemed very enthusiastic about the uh weirdness that it's a raccoon like a talking raccoon with a gun on top of a weird tree man and i feel like that guy is definitely going to put king shark in his movie if he can oh yeah (laughs) yeah yeah yeah. there are certain characters from the suicide squad lineup that i almost expect to see oh yeah because james gunn is helming the picture exactly um, and that doesn't mean we have to use certain characters but it does it does make me go ooh, we're gonna get a treat with some of these other ones yeah but i mean as far as it breaks down like James Gunn writing and directing, Idris Elba's in it, Jai Courtney. That's really all I know about the movie. I don't know if you know yeah, anything no, else. No, that's but. the same. I just, I just <laughs> see these. It's, it's. There's so many rumors and things about it, and we don't know if the movie's titled The Suicide Squad or Suicide Squad Two, or maybe it's just Suicide Squad with a subtitle. You know, like, uh, like Captain America: Winter Soldier. You know, we don't know. Yeah. So, um, I just thought I just figured let's we'll have more news on Suicide Squad as things yeah. actually get closer, you know, when they finally get some footage and that kind of stuff. But yeah, so. and I, I do love that uh, Amanda Waller is that correct? Yeah, yeah, she's coming back because she is really like I thought she was such a good villain in that first movie, and I feel like she's kind of the she is the villain, but you don't realize it. But she's almost like what holds like those stories together in a lot of ways is just like your hate and annoyance for Amanda Waller, but the fact that you recognize she has to be there for right. the Suicide Squad um, to be a thing. Amanda Waller, actually, uh, she was in um, she was in Smallville. I forget the actress that played her. Mm-hmm. Um, but she was also in the Green Lantern film, played by Angela Bassett. Um, oh, I don't even remember that, and, but that's interesting. And, when I, uh, and she was actually a fairly big part in the... Uh, or well, she was a supporting role, but she was bigger. She was a big enough part in Green Lantern for me to go, "Oh, hey, it's Amanda Waller." <laughs> nice. Um, but when I heard, when I was, I was always like in my head when they were announced they were doing the Suicide Squad movie. I'm like, "Yeah, you need to have Viola Davis play Amanda Waller," and then she did. And then I was like, I wasn't really thrilled with Viola Davis in the role when I actually finally saw the movie. I don't know why that was. Um, but after a few viewings, she kind of grew on me. But I was like, this is who I wanted, and I was not really pleased. <laughs> Interesting. Was it like she didn't, like, make you feel as much as you I don't know. To, it's or? like when you read Amanda Waller in the comics and when you see how they handled Amanda Waller in the cartoon, mm-hmm. I was like, no, Viola Davis would be the perfect. I, maybe it's like she didn't have enough, like, bite to her character or, like, like yeah. I, Because I felt like she did, but it's 
pretty like subtle, I guess. It was, I feel maybe it was too subtle, and that's yeah, I was she's looking too for much more, like too too much all business. I and think I wanted enough, her to like, be a little bit more of a hard ass than she was. And, okay, you know I don't know, mm-hmm. um, but. Yeah, how about this? Uh, I've told you to watch this uh, episode of the Justice League called uh, Epilogue. Um, yeah. You'll see what I'm talking about uh, if you watch that. It's a, That's a real good one for uh, Amanda Waller. Okay. Um, <laughs> anyway, that kind of brings us to the end of the news. Um, there, are, Like I said, because it's all Game of Thrones and it's all Endgame right now, there's not much to say. And talking Game of Thrones is just going to be spoilery for anybody if I like kind of <laughs> go off on it. So all I can say is that I'm loving Game of Thrones right now. Um so, uh, do you want to talk the list? Yeah, sounds great. Cool. Um, all right, Ryan, it's uh, list time, uh, so punch it. And now for the top five. All right. Um, okay, so the list this week was your idea. Yes. Um, do you want to kind of walk us through this? Like, yeah. Why so, it was your uh, pick? I did, uh, yeah, what's your top five favorite uh, characters that would be your dream cosplays? So I really did this. It sounds kind of funny, and the scenario is you have unlimited time, money, and resources, and you can make any costume you want and then appear at a convention of your choice or whatever. And just oh, which I, don't, I don't have a would, convention of my no, choice. That's, I, just, <laughs> I was just saying that for uh, the description right now, but... Um, so and the, and then just like what characters you would choose, but uh, what I think is kind of the real reason why I picked this list is like um, one, it just it causes us to talk about costume design and craft, which we don't talk about a lot, and uh, two, like it might just keep those cool uh, convention vibes going. So all right, uh, well I guess that's my pick, right? Do you have any honorable mentions? I have one. Okay. Which I actually, when I was putting this list together, I'm like, I would not have any honorable mentions for this because I just have to pick the five that I really want to do. And then <laughs> That's it's true. Um, I have two, and I don't know if that affects the order we talk about this in. Oh, no, I'll just give you my honorable mention. Okay. So since it's my go first, um, my honorable mention is Indiana Jones. Okay, nice. But I want you to know that the only reason this is an, in- an honorable mention is because over the years, I've been piecing together... An Indiana Jones costume. It is almost screen accurate. There are a couple pieces that are not screen accurate. So unlimited time and resources, I would fill that void and fix the non-screen accurate parts of the costume. Um, Well, that works. Is it the Nikes that are not screen accurate? (laughs) Yeah, it's the Nikes. (laughs) No, it's... Well, the shoes... I would definitely get better shoes, but... You wouldn't notice unless you were like oh, yeah, looking to see my shoes. Were <laughs> um, and a lot of people think it's the hat, um, but no, the hat is actually a Lucasfilm like replica hat. So it's it's the legit hat. I'm not. That's not part of it. That's not part of the issue. Yeah. Um, but the um, but yeah, no. There's just a couple parts that I'm like, you know, I one of them being the whip, uh, for example. So there's just a couple pieces, but I mean, otherwise it's real close to perfect. So. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, but that's the only reason it's an honorable mention is because I just want to clean up the parts of the costume that are not. Nice. Um, I had to do a, I was, it was Halloween and we were, I had to go to work for something and I was told on my way in, hey, just as a reminder, it's Halloween and there's going to be a preschool class that's going to trick or treat around the office for fun. Uh, some of us are dressing up. You don't have to, but we are encouraging it. So I was like, mm, all right, I'll throw on the Indiana Jones costume. And I remember, like, walking in, and everyone was like, whoa, hey, great costume. And I was getting a lot of compliments. And I'm standing in the hallway, and my boss comes out of his office and looks down the hallway and sees me standing there. And he says, you just have that lying around? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and I'm like, yeah, actually, I do. <laughs> nice. Who doesn't? <laughs> um, what are your honorable mentions? Okay, cool. So uh, I can go through mine pretty quick. Uh, my first one is a uh, My Hero Academia character, uh, the character Stain, who's one of the villains. I just think this guy looks so Stain? badass. Yeah, his name's Stain. He looks like a um, Todd McFarlane character. Like, he's just this dude who wears, like, ratty clothes, and he kind of has a... Uh, 
venom-like tongue, and uh, his power is pretty awesome. His power is if he ingests some of your blood, you aren't able to move until he stops looking at you or something like that. So no. that's how his tongue comes into play, because he cuts a lot of people and licks their blood off his blades. But he just looks awesome. But that's also an easy costume to make, which is why it's an honorable mention. And uh, my next one is pretty jokey, actually, but uh, me and my friends... Joker, is it? No. <laughs> me and my friends made this up a long time ago. It was a four-person Mount Rushmore suit. <laughs> so, like, <laughs> that we'd have, like, some sort of four-person suit that looks like a big mountain, and then each person would be, like, the president's head popping out of That's it. That's hilarious. Yeah. So um, uh, those are my honorable mentions. That's really funny. Um, and I said last week, don't be afraid to get weird. So I well, have some weird ones. On all right, here. I'm glad you have the weird ones <laughs> because I uh, I have no none of mine are weird. Mine are literally like I would love. I've to got some these. serious ones. I too. would like mine are all seriousness. I would really like to have these costumes. Um, so please understand that every costume I have here, to me, if I was going to get it done, it has to be screen accurate. Okay. So it has to look exactly like it does on screen. Right. And there's different variations of stuff. So this actually, I don't know if this would start a huge tangent, but this is actually an interesting thing we can talk about because I think, are you more more drawn to screen accurate cosplays as opposed to people doing their own versions of things? So, okay. That's, that's an interesting question. Um, when I'm like walking around a convention and I see cosplay going on, I would rather have... I would rather see a screen-accurate Stormtrooper than the guy who's made the Stormtrooper armor, but it's like Michigan State. Yeah. Okay. Um, I would rather see a screen-accurate anything than someone doing some weird amalgamation. Sometimes they're funny. Yeah. Like, there was, uh, like, at Star Wars Celebration, there was a couple walking around as Buzz and Bo Peep from Toy Story, but they were Star Wars-esque Buzz and Bo Peep. It was cool looking, yeah. but it didn't make me go like I I, I appreciate the accuracy when it okay. comes to cosplay. So now, however, when you see someone who's taken their character from World of Warcraft, yeah, and done a screen accurate version of what their character looks like, that's really cool. Even though I don't know who that character is, that's true. The costume looks amazing. Mm -hmm. So there's um, that. so like. Star Wars exists as, like, first and foremost, it was a film. Like, Star right. Wars originated from film. So I actually agree with Star Wars. I love the screen-accurate stuff more. Um, but with other characters, a lot of times I think it's cool when it's a cartoon character or a comic book character, and they make it look like that character exists in the real mm. world. Like, maybe the textures are more real world-esque but the design of the proportions everything is still like that cartoon or comic book character right. so i kind of appreciate both sides of the things i agree with you or i agree with you on star wars like screen accurate is definitely the way to go but i still like seeing uh you know whatever a wolverine who looks more comic booky yeah than yeah yeah movie accurate uh, so. friend of the show Bryn last halloween did a um scarlet witch yeah for Halloween to hand out candy. Uh, this is an audio podcast, so you can't see the you can't see the cosplay. Um, and I know she's like excited the fact that I'm even bringing this up, but this is what her costume looked like. Oh, cool! But in terms of screen accuracy for the film, like I thought it turned out really, really well. Yeah. Um, Does so, her costume light up too, or she had like you're wondering, in how, hands? you're wondering how the hands? Yeah, yeah. I asked her the same question because in the picture her hands are glowing. Yeah. I'm like, how do you do that? And she goes, they're just. Uh, glow sticks. <laughs> right on. <laughs> there it is, glow sticks between her fingers, yeah. and I'm like, that's that's brilliant that she did that. So, but that that kind of stuff always adds extra points at like convention costume contests. I know it does like exactly. <laughs> if you get, if your costume can light up, it definitely gets pluses. If it right. uh, has wings, that's another one. But <laughs> right. Anyway, so uh, my first pick of the night is uh, Han Solo, Empire Strikes Back. Okay. And I'm going to tell you this. I would love to have a screen-accurate Han Solo costume in Empire Strikes Back. But I was thinking about this, and I'm like, I really just want the jacket. Right. And you're talking about not on Hoth, but, like, <laughs> after that, like, kind yeah, of Yeah, like, uh, like Bespin fatigue. Yeah, like yeah. The, the The jacket he wears when he's not in the winter gear. Mm -hmm. um, it is... I, 
he does have a pretty cool looking costume <laughs> right. during those parts of the movie. Well, I really like the jacket, and I actually found out the jacket is not near. I can get it, and it's not nearly as expensive as I thought. So <laughs> I might, I might be owning that jacket at some point. Uh, that actually, I, but that seems like, but that's to me is like I could wear it anywhere, mm-hmm. and a Star Wars fan is going to spot it. But everyone yeah. else is just going to be like, oh, he's wearing a jacket. Well, so. if you do it, I'll be the uh, like Bespin version of Chewbacca with a C three PO on his back. Sure, sure. I think that'd be pretty cool. Yeah. Um, which reminds <laughs> me, you never see people dressed as Chewbacca with 3PO on their back. Not true. You saw a lot of celebrations. No, I saw one at Celebration. Yeah, but you and think I was, more people would do it. You, you think know? more people would do it, but I was really impressed because they had the C-3PO like in the net on his back and like it was That's awesome. Great. It was awesome. I'm like, hey, no one ever does that. So yeah, Han Solo from Empire, specifically Empire and it's all about the jacket and that's why. Like, because in the other movies, like in uh, A New Hope and Return of the Jedi, he's got the vest. Yeah. And yeah, I like his jacket in Force Awakens, but it's really just a leather jacket where this was a, this was a kind of a unique yeah. jacket that he had in Empire. So For sure. Yeah. Um, moving on to my first pick. So this is one where I'm going to really stress like unlimited time, resources, and money. I would love to have a uh, five-person uh, Megazord group cosplay that we could do. So now, wow. if we had unlimited okay. time, resources, and money, of course you could do a robot one. You know, like, we all legitimately have Zords. But I actually was thinking about it, and I think I'd rather do kind of something that you could do within the convention center lobby. <laughs> so I imagine... You, so you're, So here's me going, I want my whole list is like all screen accuracy, and your list is winning costume competition <laughs> <laughs> maybe but uh no i just think like you could do it i feel like if so the t-rex zord is the center of the megazord essentially sure like, that's the megazord's chest and i feel like you could have a guy on some sort of a uh hoisted up go-kart or bicycle who could be like the center t-rex and i feel like if you have the triceratops and saber-toothed tiger the people dressed as them maybe could get down on the floor and become the legs of the Megazord while maybe they have some sort of step stool ladder on the back and um, right. the arms can come up. And basically I just want to see five people somehow form together into a Megazord costume, but have it still be something that could be in a hotel lobby. I think it can be done. It might be kind of clumsy, but I just think it'd be really epic. So, yeah, no, that's that would. How about this? If you could actually see that happen, like if I was walking through a convention and I saw that, that would be amazing to <laughs> yeah. see. Yeah. Well, I mean, I've been to conventions where they'll have uh, somebody in like an Optimus Prime costume, and I've seen one where they had a guy who was on stilts, and they were really tall stilts, but he looked like this giant Optimus Prime, and. He couldn't really move. He just kind of hung out in the lobby. But I appreciated it because that just gets you, brings you into that world more and excites your imagination. Right. And it was great. So, right. um, okay. Well, my next one, and this is not uh, this. This is something that cannot be screen accurate. So I'd have to look at the different variations and piece it together. But I've seen some amazing uh, cosplays done of it, and that is the Red Hood. Oh, nice uh, from yeah. DC Comics. Um, and when I say Red Hood, I'm talking Jason Todd Red Hood. I'm not talking Joker Red Hood from the older stories. I'm talking about the newer stuff, Red Hood and the Outlaws, mm-hmm. New 52, that kind of thing. Um, it's a really cool-looking costume. It's really just a very tactical military costume, leather jacket, but it's the mask and everything. It's the way some of those costumes look. I just think it's really, really sweet. It's just an expensive costume to put together. Yeah. Um, and I was actually considering trying to piece it together. I actually looked up the the mask to see if I can get like the actual mask and put the whole yeah. thing together. Um, yeah, I don't know if I'm going to be able to complete it. I, I do like that pick because it looks really cool, but it's also something that you could see yourself wearing all day at a con and still be comfortable and not yeah. feel hindered. There's, defi- there's definitely a comfort aspect of yeah. it you could take. And that's the thing is like Red Hood... Because he would still have the Robin mask under the mask. If I if the helmet itself got like cumbersome and I needed to take it off, I would still technically be in costume, which nice. is awesome too. So, um, so I am noticing a leather jacket theme to your list. I don't know um, if this is gonna keep going, but no, uh, that's it because the rest of them do not have. Uh, leather jackets in them. <laughs> or is it going to be like, yeah, I want to be a stormtrooper, but wearing a sweet leather jacket? <laughs> right. Yeah, no. Okay, uh, moving on to my next pick. Um, here's another Star Wars one, actually. Uh, it would be the Rancor Monster. So 
this is one where it would just be a lot of time uh, and craft yeah, no putting it put into like probably building a full prosthetic latex suit that you sit inside and you'd probably have arm extenders but I just think it, this is another one you probably couldn't really walk around a con a lot, but man, walking through the lobby dressed as the Rancor, like that could be pretty badass. I think so. getting through security would be your biggest mm-hmm. problem because fitting through the gate metal detectors <laughs> and stuff. But that, I I don't think I've ever seen anyone do a Rancor costume. I've, I've you seen at, it online before, but oh, yeah, really? not in person. When you see the big costumes that people do, like. Like in Star Wars, when you see like the K2SO and the guy like is making himself like with the stilts and stuff, and he's actually made himself yeah. as tall as K2SO, I'm always like super impressed when people do that. Um, there were a couple K2SOs I saw at Celebration, which were really sweet. Um, but I mean, Rancor would be amazing. I don't know. If, yeah. And come to think of it, I don't know if I've seen anyone do a Wampa costume. Yeah, that'd be another good which, one. Which the look on your face makes me wonder if that's on your list. <laughs> no, no, but that's that's another great one. Another thing with the Rancor is. Um, I, I think you could do it where you find, like, the right, like, Black Series Luke cast or uh, figure, and you could be holding that. You could be holding it. That, or, be like a 12, or, like, a 12-inch Luke. <laughs> yeah, <player>. yeah, exactly. <laughs> That'd be really funny. Um, but, yeah, the Rancor is also just, when I was a kid, like, seeing the Rancor in Return of the Jedi just really captured my imagination. Like, that was such a cool scene, you know, and I just loved that so You know what's interesting? And I've heard there's many people who've uh, brought this up before is that they don't in the newer star wars movies they're not using a lot of the alien species you got you saw in the original trilogy and one of the creatures i always wanted to see again was the rancor yeah um like in solo before you found out that the beast what the beast was when they threw him in that pit you're like oh it's gonna be a rancor like that's <laughs> what everyone thought i guarantee every star wars fan's like oh it's gonna be a rancor but and it's not it was it's a beautiful scene how what happens but I still look at it and think to myself, why have we not seen a Rancor again? Mm-hmm. You know, like there's there's other places it could have popped up. Like in the Clone Wars uh, cartoon, there's a Rancor deleted sequence from the theatrical release. You can it's on the Blu-ray. You can watch it, but I don't remember I don't remember seeing a Rancor anywhere else in the series. Yeah, I just think. Why not? Let's do another yeah. Rancor again. Let's see it. So I saw some really cool uh, fan art somewhere with uh, Darth Maul fighting a Rancor, and that was just so cool looking. So yeah, well, <laughs> whoever that did, artist is, kudos. They to did. You, um, that was did awesome. you? Did you? I know you're not a big video game player, but did you play uh, the Force Unleashed video games? No, I've seen. A, I saw a trailer for one of them, and there's some really awesome looking monster in there that I thought. was Yeah. Cool, so but... in the first game, there's a lot of Rancors. Like you get. To, oh, really? You get to actually fight Rancors <laughs> very. Heavy. Heavily, you get the fight yeah him. and then in the second game there's this thing where he's like walking into this arena and you think it's a rancor and then you see a dead rancor get tossed oh great and it just kind of flops on the ground and you're like what could kill a rancor and then you see this much larger creature and it's like holy cow is that amazing like it's That's just great so. there's a scene a lot like that in the meg if you've seen that i have not the meg oh, no no so the meg actually just hit uh hbo so yeah. it's free for me to watch right oh, now you'll, so you'll that, have was a actually, that was actually that was actually a plan for me to watch um just yeah. because i like shark attack movies and if you're gonna the big look i've heard bad things about that movie but i like shark attack it's, movies it's so a glorified it. uh sci-fi original creature feature sort of thing so it's awesome, i got gotcha. you so. Uh, I think that would move into your next pick, right? Yes. Uh, so my next pick um, is the Halo Spartan. I feel like oh, my same. list is very boring compared to yours. <laughs> no, um, it's fine because it's it's the characters that you wanted. I know, to play. I know. You're just I've got up. a lot of off the wall picks. I, so. You do. No, uh, the Halo Spartan, uh, the Master Chief. Um, actually, any Spartan from Halo because they're the Spartan armor is awesome yeah and when you see like when you're at a convention and you see one of the halo spartans walk by that armor like it's one of those costumes that people stop you to take pictures of when you do it right when it yeah. looks really good um like did, were you with me i i was with you we saw i we think saw two, those, of the two of them at c2e2 C2. yeah. i couldn't remember if that was the day at c2e2 you couldn't go mm-hmm. to but those two guys like the the red and the green like those two, they were fantastic i'm like that's awesome yeah. cosplay they had good so. costumes too because i've seen uh spartans walking around and they have uh they have everything you need for the costume like all the armor plates and stuff but the like 
the armor plates like aren't glued down to their costume tightly enough or something so they kind of like like jingle as they walk with the, <laughs> yeah. with the armor running into each other but those guys had some really nice costumes and i think that's a really cool pick like as far as video game characters and especially yeah. the more realistic ones like halo like master chief that's like such an iconic look and i think uh that's a great pick and like just one one of those costumes if you had at a convention you would just feel so cool walking around right. in that thing so. right yeah and that yeah absolutely so yeah the halo spartan uh yeah. you're up okay so my next one is uh for what might be my favorite independent comic book character and that is spawn so i would love to have an awesome detailed spawn costume but uh, that would be really cool one I Oh, Go keep going. No, 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 oh, no. no. One thing we're doing, because we have <laughs> unlimited money resources, is we're going to make this cape move <laughs> on its own. Well, it was funny, because when you said unlimited money, I was like, oh, he wants a CGI cape that everyone can see. <laughs> oh, that's interesting. I never thought, like, a hologram cape behind you. I was thinking more... So, originally, I was thinking you could make the cape, and uh, built into it, you could have all these motors that kind of move around. But I was like, that's probably going to be a fire hazard if it's covered by fabric. So, I was thinking... And a security nightmare. <laughs> You could have, like, air tubes and little, like, things you squeeze in your hand, like little air balls that you squeeze that make your... I feel like you thought this through. <laughs> so... Yeah, Spawn's, uh, Spawn's cape is very much a character almost in by itself, oh, yeah. so you would need it to be, like, a very epic cape. Yeah. Uh... Yeah, no, Spawn's that's a really cool pick. I didn't... I, for some reason, I should have expected you to pick Spawn. <laughs> no, that's all good. Um, all right, so my next pick, I, so this brings me on to my bat on my last two, uh, and I don't know, all right, so, uh, man, I don't know which would be better. Okay, I'm going to go with Batman. Okay. Um, and I know that's kind of like, hey, Drew's a Batman fan, so of course mm-hmm. he wants a Batman costume, but seriously, a screen-accurate Batman costume, um, Probably Michael Keaton, Christian Bale, or Ben Affleck's costumes. Like okay. all of those costumes are fantastic. If you had to pick one, if is I had one to you'd go, if with? I had to pick one, how about this? It's I'm really gonna, hard. To pick it's really, it. it's really hard. I'm gonna say because I'd want all three. Yeah, but to like cosplay with, if I was gonna go to a convention and cosplay, probably Christian Bale. Mm-hmm. And I only say that because my physical build would probably fit that costume best. Okay. However, I would love to have like a closet panel that I could just open and have the Affleck costume standing there because yeah. it's so comic ac- it's so mm-hmm. comic book accurate. It just you know what I mean. So, so you go Christian Bale. Would you go uh, Batman Begins or the, uh, or the Dark second? Con- Dark okay. Night. I go Dark Knight. I really like the idea of the like the turning the head. Like it's really like I think the I really Dark like Knight it. is a better costume as far as practicalness goes because of that issue. But that Batman Begins costume, like he looked so mean. Like he, he looked did. frightening. And the that only costume. thing I didn't like about the Batman Begins Begins costume was the neck piece. Yeah. Which then later, when you get to Dark Knight, they put it into a story point as to why the neck piece changed. Yeah. So you're just like you know, but um, but no, I totally agree yeah. with you. And that was. I don't think we're on a tangent about Batman Begins, but when they announced Christian Bale as Batman, I remember I was in a conversation with someone, and they were talking to me about my, like, what do you think of this? And I'm like, well, I think it'll be cool. And I go, but the one thing Christian Bale needs to do is he needs to scare me. Yeah. Because Batman needs to be able to scare you. And there's one scene where he's got the guy hanging upside down, and and, uh, uh, Detective Flash is standing upside down, and Batman's interrogating him, and he goes... "Um, and he grabs, and he's like, I swear to God, I'm telling yeah. everything I know, I swear to God. And he grabs him by the head, and he goes, no, swear to me in that growly Batman voice. I'm like, nah, there oh, he is. Yeah, that's, that's exactly what I needed. <laughs> <laughs> that's definitely great. And I think, uh, I do think I agree, like, Christian Bale really was super frightening in that movie. And, like, I feel like even more than maybe Ben Affleck. Like, I feel like Ben Affleck physically looked opposing, but I don't... Yeah, Ben Affleck I, wasn't... I don't know if you, like, actually frightened me at all. But yeah, I don't think so. I will say, like, the way his mask looked and stuff, you could tell they really tried to make it look like something that would freak you out if you saw that yeah. coming at you down a dark alley or something. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, what do you got for your... Okay, so, yeah, this one is kind of obscure, but uh, in the movie Man of Steel, I really love the, uh, you know, General Zod and his whole, like, Kryptonian army. Like, I love the look of their suits. I think they're really awesome, super detailed. Um, and I, so I would want to pick one of those, but if we're going like something, we're going to have a lot of 
time and resources to go with, I'm going to pick... Uh, the character's name is Namek, who is the very tall Kryptonian that you oh, see. Oh, yeah, yeah. So basically this is one that would require stilts, and I would just have those stilts and learn to walk with them and then just build this really detailed epic cast, costume that you he's, can walk around with. That's He's in Man of Steel, right? Yep, that's yep, yep. One. Yeah. He's, um, the best shot you get of him is uh, during the Battle of Smallville. He's yep. the one who fights Superman alongside of Feyora. Um, and you don't see him a lot, but he just looks really badass because <laughs> how big he is, you know? Sure. Um, so that brings me to my final pick. Um, so... When I think about the, all the costumes that I've always wanted more than anything, is it would it's a stormtrooper uniform from Star Wars. I, I say I only have to specify Star Wars because I feel like someone could be like stormtrooper from what? Yeah. Um, but no, <laughs> the the Star Wars stormtrooper, the classic look. Like I've always wanted one of those. They are incredibly expensive to make. I know that. Um, and it's funny, they have the uh, the 501st, or the Fighting 501st. In Star Wars lore, if you don't know what that is, that is uh, Vader's personal garrison of stormtroopers, or Vader's fist, as it were. But there is a charity group called the Fighting 501st that does uh, charity stuff for cancer organizations and shows up to hospitals to see kids dressed as uh, Star Wars characters. And it's a really great thing. They do a lot of wonderful, wonderful things. Um, and I remember watching a documentary about the 501st, um, doing it uh escorting george lucas at the rose bowl parade um and my mother-in-law saw it and she's like why don't you do that and i'm like i need money to build a stormtrooper <laughs> yeah. outfit and yeah then maybe i can <laughs> um but i've always wanted a stormtrooper costume and, and the worst part about it is to discuss it here right now is it, it's weird to say that i don't know if it would be the classic design stormtrooper or it would be a biker scout Oh, okay. Because yeah. I really like the look of that armor, but at the end of the day, I would want a Stormtrooper costume. Yeah. So it'd be cool to. Uh, I mean, if you had unlimited money, you could have one oh, of each you costume, could have one and each, that, but... that'd be great too. Because you could choose your costume based on the event. Like if it's something outdoors, you could wear the biker scout costume. But yeah, I mean that's like cla- just <clears throat> classic pick. Yeah, you and know? they and they, when you and when you get a Stormtrooper costume that looks correct. They just look so cool. They really do. So that's awesome. Yeah, that's that's my final pick. <laughs> there you go. Um, so that would lead into my final one, and this one is very up the hall, but uh, it combines two things that I really love. So this is a combination costume, but uh, I would be the character Quato from Total Recall, <laughs> but it would be Quato cosplaying as Krang from the Ninja Turtles. <laughs> Because Good Lord. <laughs> Quato is the guy with the weird alien guy who no, comes Quato out. No, Quato yes. is the alien guy yeah, that's yeah. mounted to the guy's chest. Mm-hmm. Wow. Okay. But so I would be yeah, Quato coming out of my chest while dressed as that guy, but wearing like a maybe kind of chintzier looking Halloween costume that's Krang from the Ninja Turtles, where Quato himself looks like Krang, like. The brain-looking alien, and then I would look like the uh, robot that Krang rides in. So, good lord, <laughs> that's insane. All right, that works. That's cool. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm just like mentally trying to picture that costume in my head. That's really funny. Yeah, and you'd have to do it. I think you'd have to do kind of a cheaper-looking Krang costume just to drive the point home that like you are Quato <laughs> dressed as Krang. But yeah, right. <laughs> Right, yeah. It's that's something a, you'd have to play around with to make sure people get it, I guess. So, Wow. All right. Very cool. <laughs> well, hey, that, uh, that kind of brings us to... Um, that kind of brings us to what's our... Uh, nice list. Next yeah. week. So I was thinking... So first off, I was trying to... I was thinking about what a fun list to be because we've been kind of doing these weird off the ball lists. Yeah, yeah. And I know we just did 2018 movies, but that's because 2018 came to a close. But we haven't actually done a year in a really long time. So I was like, let's do a year movie, uh, a year list. Um, and if you've, this is your first time listening, when we do year uh, a list for a year, we always go back and look at a year that's happened. We gather the movies. We kind of, you know, it kind of isolates. It kind of isolates to a certain area of what movies we can look at. So, and we have to make those lists ranked. So we actually have to have a ranking system. Um, but I was like, what year would be fun to do? And then I, and then I realized we have Avengers Endgame, 
We have the end of Game of Thrones. We have the end of Gotham. Star Wars, The Rise of Skywalker is the final story, is the end of the Skywalker saga. Like, yes. all these things are ending. So I was like, let's go look at the Mayan calendar and choose 2012, which was supposed to be oh, the end of the world. So next year, next week, next year, next week, we're going to do uh, movies from 2012. Okay. Um, wow. Why? Literally just because... Oh, of, no, I, I said wild. Oh, um, okay, yeah, and I did look it up. The only movie I know for a fact off the top of my head that can come out that year, that came out that year, was Argo, and that was the Best Picture winner. Oh, nice. So if that, that all puts you in your oh, that was the Argo year, yeah. So um, <laughs> I, I have to go back and Google the whole list and figure out what I've seen, what I haven't seen, but... Without looking, I think I saw a lot of movies that year, but I couldn't tell you. Oh, I know I saw a ton of movies that year, so... Mm-hmm. Uh, We'll, t- we'll look at that next week. I just thought it'd be kind of fun to do a year because we haven't done it in a while. That's so, awesome. Yeah, 2012. Let's see what happens. <laughs> so uh, do you have anything else you want to add before we bring this down to a close? Uh, I think that's it for now, yeah. Okay, great. Um, so with that being said, um, take a look at our website, top5report.com. There you'll find uh, links to all of our social media, Twitter and Facebook. Um, you can follow me personally on Twitter at Drew3927. It's the same on Instagram, Drew3927. Peter, you? Uh, follow me, uh, Ninja Pierre, or at Ninja Pierre on Twitter, and yeah, that's awesome. Um, and then please subscribe to us on iTunes. Uh, if you subscribe to us, you will not miss a single episode. And there you will find uh, that you can leave us a review. Five stars would be amazing, but <laughs> criticism always helps us get better. And leaving us a review lets us know that the words we say can actually mean something and are important. Uh, so with that, so for the end, of, I, I got to stop saying. With that being said, um, <laughs> oh, okay. So to close us out for the night, um, for the top five report, I'm Drew. I'm Peter, and we'll see you next week. Thank you.